Hey team, just jumping in at the start of this episode, for the month of March, Jacob has graciously, not not really graciously, but Jacob has agreed to do a push-up for every subscriber we get to this podcast. So, subscribe, follow, do what you have to do to make Jacob do one more push-up. All right, here's the show. Welcome to the Personal Best Podcast, powered by Jets Australia. My name is Bart. I'm Jacob here. How are we today, Bart? <laughs> Far Jeez. out. That was great. <laughs> Nick, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, but not as happy as Jumping Jacob. Jumping in. I feel like my heart Goodness rate just me. jumped five beats. There. Bringing the gusto early in <laughs> Bringing this podcast. Bringing the tempo. I yep. like that. Speaking of, um, uh, of the podcast, <laughs> what a transition that was. New chairs. New chairs. How do they feel? I'm pretty comfy. How's your lumbar? Uh, we'll see by the time we finish this, but I'm comfortable right now. I'm doing bringing right. the energy. And Nick, how's your chair? <laughs> yeah, if you, if you don't know, I was going to bring you a new chair today, but Mikel is kind of almost sitting on a stool. It's that bad of a chair, but it it's keeps It's fine. Her as long as you guys are comfortable, that's all that matters. Yes. Look, guys, Aww. if you subscribe... <laughs> We might be able to get Michaela a chair. <laughs> yeah, we, we need your help. To First subscribe. thing, number one, me doing push-ups That's and right. then getting Michaela a, a decent chair. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, speaking of push-ups, mate, have you been... <laughs> Have you been keeping up on social media? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm not looking at how many subscribers we are no, having. I haven't, I haven't but checked I will. I'm keeping tabs on it. Okay. I'm, I'm very excited. You should though. be nervous. But hey, I know there's a few gyms out there, Jets gyms out there that are specifically getting subscribers just to make you do another yeah, push-up. Yeah, That's fine. It's going to be fun. So if, if I'm correct, it's not next week you'll be doing the push-ups, but the week after. Yeah. Yes, right? Once we start, we started a bit late, so we'll give them a, we'll give them a give week. Give another week. Yep. Beautiful. And then you'll be doing them in the episode. That's going to make me really yep. happy. Sweet. And what a time of year, right? Six-week challenge has just finished. Just finished. So, Done and dusted. So Congrats to everyone that was listening that it did the podcast or... Small round of applause from me. Well done, guys. Well done, team. You did well. For those um, that are new to the podcast, we just ran a six-week challenge. It was all about strength. And the metrics we were using was was um, sort of a two-fold approach. One was fat mass loss, not just overall weight loss, and muscle gain. So it was the intention of the member was to gain as much muscle as they can whilst losing as much fat mass as they can. I know, Mickey, you had some really good results. I did, I did. So I lost 1.5 kilos of fat. And then put on 500 grams of muscle. That's so, great. Yeah, I was stoked with that. I wasn't expecting it. And I was really nervous going to get my body scan on mm. Sunday. I was a bit like, oh, do I really want to show up? <laughs> or do I just <laughs> not go and just be happy with completing it? But no, I pushed myself, mm. went there and was pleasantly surprised at um, just how much my body composition had changed. That is Awesome. Yeah, it makes me really yeah. happy. And you're not just you're not it's not just you. I'm sort of looking at all the results from around the nation at the moment as we slowly find our way to, to picking a winner. Yeah. And people are doing the what what is what to some people is considered the impossible, building mass, losing fat at the yeah. same time. So and w- the whole idea is to set you guys up after the six week challenge as well. So you haven't gone just through six weeks of deprivation where you're starving yourself and moving heaps. And burning muscle and losing a whole heap of weight. That's not the intention. We're no, supposed not to, at all. We want to get you to a point where now you can even take a step further. You can, you can continue this, this this idea and this concept of strength or you can introduce a bit more conditioning. You're in a really good position. So well yeah. done, Mick. Yeah. And well done to everyone. Yeah. Well done, everyone. Um, I need to make an apology. 
Okay. What? Me? Uh, what for? Um, uh, so I was in the gym. A lot of my stories start with, so I was in the gym. I've realised. So oh, I, I was in the gym on Sunday and a member came up to me and asked me a question, which I was really, really, um, really happy about. Um, but I was in the middle of a workout. And so his question was, how do I activate the inner chest? So you've got your upper, your lower, the inner chest, the, one with the part right in the middle. And to be honest, I gave some very general advice, which really wasn't very specific. And I could tell he was a bit disappointed, but I was sort of halfway through my workout and I kind of wanted to, to get back into the next set. So I want to, for that guy who I may never see again, I want to give you a, a better answer to this question. So the inner, we know we can, uh, we know the chest is made up of two major muscles, pec minor, pec major, upper and lower is a way you can look at it. Um, but when it comes to inner chest development, it's sort of you're picking hairs, right? Or you're splitting hairs, I should say. You can technically activate more of the inner muscle, but the best way to grow the inner chest is to grow the whole, the whole muscle. Kit and caboodle. Absolutely. So um, I gave the advice of pause bench press because I love pause bench press. And I think people should do more pause bench press. Um, and, and but but really the the the, um, the answer is develop the entire chest, use different angles, different elbow positions, and, and get the whole thing to grow. Did he storm off? In a little bit, like he sort of went to the corner of the gym and went to the lat pull down, and um, that's and was not <laughs> the chest press. <laughs> yeah, I know. Didn't even listen to the advice. No, <laughs> I didn't want to bar it. you. I'm doing back. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, he, he, was, he was a nice guy. So sorry to that guy. Sorry to that guy. There's some better advice. Get some better advice next time, hey Bart. Keep on, keep on alert. I'm sorry, mate. I was in the middle of a work. Look, if you run into me at the gym, I'll give you great advice. Really? <laughs> I'll teach you about the kettle push. Yeah. No, J- Jacob did tell oh me a gosh. cool thing that he does. So I showed him another uh, workout. <laughs> it was awesome. So what, is this when I'm you're good. at Mount Warren Park? Yes. I'm good at creating exercises that no one's ever done. It, and it, was it good? Was it all right? I tell you what, it was pretty good. So like, we know about the kettle pushdown. Yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone knows about everyone the kettle knows. pushdown by now. But Jacob, what, what did you call it? Did we have a name for uh, it? I made a name up on the spot. It was like the the knuckle grip, knuckle, knuckle uh, grip. row or something. So explain it. Oh, it's just it's just a grip. We're doing a, a pull day. And at the end of your pull day or the day after a pull day, just to activate your lats a bit, you know, on the cable machine, sorry if you're listening and not watching the video, there's just the attachment. You just grab the carabiner, don't Mm. attach anything to it, and you put your middle knuckle, hold it by the middle knuckle, and just do a row like that, and it's it's good. It it, it works. Good to activate the light. Yep. Different grip. There you go. Bit weird, but it worked. Yep. If you need lat activation, (laughs) give it a go. Go to to this guy, not just a purveyor of colour. Yes. He's a lat master. Um, But anyway, guys, I have been doing a bit of research in the world of cold wet. As I do. <laughs> Great segment, segue there. Um, and have you heard about the new hydration drink called Prime? Uh, Surely you've heard of it? Yes, I have. Old mate Paul. Logan Old Paul, Logan KSI. Paul. And if you haven't heard of it, I'll just hover a nice uh, image of one just right here. If you're watching the video. Um, you should have heard about it by now, but it's targeting, um, it's, it's battling against Powerade and Gatorade. Mm. And it's the new hydration drink of choice. Um, but I was looking into it, and there's got they spill a lot of n- less sugar, mm. more electrolytes, less mm. calories. And look, some of these things do work, but mm. some of the things they're tricking you a little bit now. So in a bottle of Prime, there's about 825, I think, milligrams of electrolytes. Right, and that seems like a lot because Gatorade only has around 300, mm. and you're thinking double the electrolytes, double the goodness. 
double my sports electrolyte. Double the performance. Double maybe. the performance. Yeah. Yep. But not two. Ele- not all electrolytes are the same. I found out. I'm just. I found this out myself. Looking, searching the web. You know, researching. Oh, are all electrolytes the same? And I found out that. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Yes, I'm. I'm doing my Bart <laughs> research this week, um, and there. Three components, sodium, magnesium, and potassium. And mm. are they all the same, Bart? No. No, they're not. Now, we I did my diving, mm. and Prime has about 700 grams of potassium. Oh. And only 10 milligrams of sodium. But, as I found out, if you're using this for a sports drink to replenish your hydration, and when you're losing electrolytes you're not actually really losing any potassium, but you're losing... You need sodium. Sodium, baby. Sodium. And that's what uh, Gatorade does. So Gatorade has it about same kind of mm. levels of sodium, magnesium as on, and potassium as the body loses mm-hmm. during a sports drink, whereas Prime's just giving you numbers of potassium. Potassium. To, yeah. That... So what's... That's such a rot, hey? It is a rot. Now, if, it's a, if you're just drinking it for a drink and... I haven't tasted it yet. I will. I'm keen to taste it out. But uh-huh. if you're using this specifically for sport and trying to get your electrolytes back after mm. you've been running or sport, they're kind of tricking you a little bit by they saying are. it has all the electrolytes when you don't actually really need that much potassium. It's more on the on the sodium, which they actually don't give you much at all. <laughs> no. So you do you do need a lot of potassium throughout the day, but when it comes to hydration, so sodium is where it's at, and that's, that's, that's pretty damn clear, right? Yeah. So you get this. In your body at the moment, there's like 15 to, to 17 grams of sodium just floating around. And it's necessary for muscle contraction. And some, and in fact, some people sort of describe the difference between the two of um, sodium is sort of a, a muscle contractor, a, mu- a muscle exciter, and potassium is a muscle re- relaxer. It doesn't quite work like that. But when it comes to hydration, especially when they're marketing what this drink is supposed to do, <laughs> so, so you, need, you need sodium. In fact, I've been, tr- I've been taking a... Um, and a new electrolyte at the moment that has a thousand milligrams of sodium in it. Is it salty? <laughs> it's, it's so bloody salty, Ooh. but it is so good. So I think I think for the longest time I've been sodium deficient. So as soon as I take it, I take it almost on a daily basis. I'm a heavy sweater as well. I'm, I'm a big mm. boy, heavy sweater, always doing exercise, and so I'm not replacing my sodium. And I eat whole foods. So I'm, it's not like I'm eating processed foods that are laden with sodium in there. It's, it's yep. whole foods with a bit of a sprinkle of salt on it. So as soon as I started taking this um, uh, this this high sodium supplement, I, I, feel, I feel incredible. Like my recovery is through the roof. My mood is better. I'm I'm sleeping better just because I'm replacing the sodium. If it was just potassium, it wouldn't do anything for me. So if I took Prime as my hydration drink, yep, <coughs> it wouldn't work for me. So why are they promoting potassium? No, they're not actually specifically promoting potassium. It's kind of like a marketing ploy. So they're doing. Look, we've got less calories, which they do, mm. less sugar, yep. which they do, and more electrolytes, which they do. So all those three combinations, you think perfect drink, tastes better, less sugar, less calories. But when you, if it's using, using it as a sports drink yourself, mm. you're trying to replenish yourself. You don't actually need potassium. You more need sodium. sodium. So they okay. Gatorade, you think, how is this new drink doing all the things this massive brand has never done, mm. whereas Gatorade have kind of perfected their split of mm. all, all these three different sodium, magnesium, and potassium to re- be the same as how you how much you lose when you're sweating. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas 
Prime are just trying to look good on numbers. But if, okay. you, if you're just buying the drink to have a nice drink, apparently it does Effort. possibly taste nicer. It's still going to do all these good things, be less calories and less sugar, but it probably won't do the same as a, a Powerade or a Gatorade if it's for sport. Is no, it going to give like. you more energy? Well, they, I, I don't think so because it's lower in sugar, hey? Low, lower in sugar yeah, and it's not, it's not they ha, they, I know they have a caffeinated, another caffeinated drink yeah. that might give you a bit, a bit of energy, but... yeah. Um, but no, they're very hard to get the, our hands on at the moment because they're in hot, hot property. It's incredible, isn't it? Marketing's incredible. Marketing's great, Social but marketing it does. Is it incredible. does. <laughs> I didn't actually know all the th- the levels of it. I was just like, mm. electrolytes are electrolytes. Give me more electrolytes, but yeah, no, you they're doing they're doing well there. Tricking ra- as ratios well. Ratios matter. That's for sure. Very interesting. Should we get into some questions? Yes. Sure. Awesome. So I've got question number one. I'm six foot four and find I can pull more weight on a sumo deadlift compared to a conventional deadlift. Should taller folk be prioritising the sumo stance? Sumo deadlift. Do you sumo? No, I do not. Oh, I have before, but it is, it's a bit of a funny joke of in, the, in the weightlifting community of cheating. It's cheating. The sumo deadlift. And... Uh, if I'm wrong, but wouldn't it be more beneficial if you're shorter, easier to do? Or is it f- when you're taller, it's easier? It depends. Because you've got lom- longer limbs and you're correct. bending less? I think the, um, so for those, that don't, for those out there don't mm. know what a sumo deadlift is, a conventional deadlift, you're lifting a barbell from the floor with the hands outside of your knees. And then a sumo deadlift, hands come inside of the knees and, and feet go wider, similar to a sumo stance. Um but I think in terms of who, who it advantages the most, people with shorter torsos oh, yep. and longer limbs. So height, height. So it normally taller people may find it easier, but shorter people with shorter torsos and longer limbs could find it easier too. And you're right, there's a bit of controversy. Is going sumo, um, but, and by going sumo, you're limiting the range of motion of the, of the bar, um, which... Um, which is advantageous in, in some in some instances, but is limiting of that range of motion allowed in competition, in powerlifting competition? It's a similar conversation to bench pressing with a big arch in your back. Have you seen those? Yeah, that, it is one of the worst parts of it, but Absolutely. I wouldn't say it's as bad. No. Zoomed lifts as bad as that. But if you look at sort of the the, the, the studies in terms of what, what muscles are being used, the conventional deadlift tends to put more more pressure and more tension on on your lower back which isn't necessarily a bad thing it's as soon as you hear sort of tension on the lower back a lot of people jerk because of, uh, my lower back hurts or whatever but yep. if we don't strengthen it it doesn't get stronger um and if we look at the sumo deadlift there's going to be more pressure sort of on the insides of the legs so your vmo the muscle on the inside of your knee your adductors the muscles on the inside of your legs and really a little bit more total quad quad activation because it's similar to a squat so because you're wider you're a lot more upright, so you're not hinging as much. So there are differences in what, what muscles are used. And really, if you're, if you're not a power lifter, you should be doing both. It, it's, it's very rarely a case where the answer is do this and not this with fitness. Yep. Because yep. both, have, both have advantages. And so my recommendation would be is if, if for, for this person, um, you can put more, more, um, uh, more weight on the sumo, that's great, but don't think you should never do a conventional deadlift ever again. There are uh, benefits to that. Even stuff like 
carrying over to movements like a clean uh, or even a press, getting a bar up to the shoulders. A conventional deadlift is a, a practicing the conventional deadlift will help that motion of the bar as well. So, should tall people be uh, sumo deadlifting uh, exclusively? No, nah. um, you should try it. Maybe do a cycle and see how strong you can get in your sumo. Do a cycle on your conventional, then do a cycle cycle on a trap bar. If you're competing in powerlifting, it's a bit of a different um, it's a bit of a different conversation. If you're never deadlifting before and you want to get into it, what would you send someone into first would you go try this conventional first or try sumo first i'd say try conventional first i think it's a bit um it's a bit easier in some ways to teach a conventional deadlift and i find a lot of people and this is this is the thing that still happens in the gym a lot of people don't have the hip uh, the hip torque or the hip mobility to hit a true sumo position so what you'll see is people will go super wide and their knees will be caving in when they lift. Mm-hmm. So this tells me there's not enough external rotation happening on the hips. Perhaps their hips are really tight and they're not quite leveraging the right position to lift efficiently in the sumo. So there may be a level of mobility that some people need to hit the sumo position um, correctly. But I'll, I'll usually always start with the conventional just because of the carryover. And just because it's there's a, a lot of exercises that do similar. Absolutely. Movements. And it's easier to teach... Um, a deadlift with a neutral grip with something by your sides first because it's a bit more, dare I say, functional. So I'll probably usually always start with the conventional and then make our way to the sumo. But there's also like, you know, the booty girls out there will do a lot of sumo stuff because it can activate the glutes a little bit more. And if you do pulses in the sumo position, it can activate the glutes. But I think that's a different story, conversation for another day. Cool. All right. Question number two. What can I do on rest days to maximise muscle gain? Nothing. So when I, was, when I was younger, right, it was my, my belief that on workout days, I thrash myself. Yep. And then on rest days, I must do as minimal movement as possible to let those muscles recover. But what we know now is that's not really helping us recover. And so the first component of a good rest day is to make sure you're moving. Make sure you're moving lightly, particularly the muscles that were... Um, the muscles that were fatigued the day before or, or what have you. And what this does is just promote a bit more blood flow. It might push out some metabolites that were built up. It might help with a bit of soreness that you have. Um, and as a mentor of mine in the past always used to say, motion is lotion. Move the blood around and, and uh, facilitate recovery. Push nutrients to the muscles. Help that recovery process. So you're saying if I do a hectic leg day and I just couch up the next day and just not move at all, that's not... Not beneficial? Well, no, it's no. Well, in in essence, got to got to get moving again. Get moving, and you'll be less you'll be less sore, and your legs will recover faster. That's what that's what the literature is telling us. But there's a there's a threshold to that. If you listen to this advice and go, Bart told me to move on rest days, so I'm going to go for a twenty k run, even though it's low intensity, it's you're not really resting then either. So there's there's sort of a give and take. And the way I like to program um, rest day movement is through aerobic training. So if you do have a hectic leg day, 20 minutes on a stationary bike at like a 3 or 4 out of 10 effort, just tick the legs over, push out the blood, shouldn't be stressful at all. In fact, there is some um, uh, anecdote, and I think there's a bit of research out there that uh, that says that this can facilitate muscle gain too. So if you have a, if you do back and bias like we did on, on Friday, we did a pull day, and then on Saturday, we, you know, we just got some bands or something really light and just got a little pump. Yep. That could facilitate and help recovery and help the, um, the muscle gain process. Yep. So I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing a lot of people f- uh, fall into, and depends if you're sort of 
trying to build muscle or trying to lose weight, a cut or a bulk, it depends where you're at. But a lot of people go, all right, it's rest day, I'm not moving as much, so I'm going to eat less. Yep. So if, if, you're, and if you're on the bulk, really you just want to keep your calories, keep, stay, stay to plan, keep the calories as they are to facilitate that recovery. So if you're taking, if you're taking away energy just because you're not moving as much, it could work against your goals. However, it could work with your goals as well if you, um, if you program it right. So titrate your calories um, depending on what your intention is. So you are mo- you, on your rest day, you won't be moving as much, you won't be burning as many calories, um, but we still need to make sure the nutrition is right for our goal. And the third thing is, we spoke about this before, hydration, right? Drink four bottles of Prime every <laughs> rest day. We should Don't <laughs> recommend that. If we start really recommending Prime, it's, you know we've got some kind of That's backhand right. sponsorship. <laughs> Prime. That's right. If you see us wearing Prime shirts, you know there's some money behind open, the scenes. I'm open. I'm sure. I can. I, I will bow to the corporate dollar. So. <laughs> you heard it here first. Corporate. Um, hydrate, right? On, on rest days, hydrate. Make sure you're getting your water in. Make sure you're getting enough minerals um, and make sure you're eating right. But that's that's how you can maximize rest days. Yep. Rest, but not don't rest too much. No. Move, but don't move too much. I want you to do everything <laughs> and nothing all at once on your rest day. I figured out that Friday, fr- Friday, and I but went uh, Bart and I went to Mount Lauren Park for some for a trip down there, and we good. did a workout. And I feel like we've never actually done a workout together. No. Really, we've kind of just it's always on and off or yes. a little bit here and there. But we did a proper actual workout together, which was good. What was in the workout? Um, we did some pull down. I did. I, I showed Bart my pool day, so... Oh, I'll tell you what. So, his hammer curl. So, you guys, you're going to do hammer curls next. I said, yeah. excellent, I'm pretty good at hammer curls. I'll grab the 12.5s. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed the 20 kilos. He <laughs> was, was repping it out. Like, it was like nothing. It was very <laughs> impressive. And so, I figured out something about Jacob on that day. So, but it means next time... <laughs> that, that neutral grip strength, for some reason, is really strong. Um, next time... So, next... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so next time it's going to be my workout okay that's going to be a lot of fun i'll show you my tricks and tips look forward to it uh <laughs> question three let's question go back on three. track <laughs> are there things i can do in the gym to minimize the effects of a big night out this is a great question and this was so important to me when i was a lot younger mm. and so what can we so if we're here's the situation you're into fitness. Yep. You um you want to be as healthy as possible. Yeah. You want to you want to look really good. You want to perform really well, um. But you got a big night coming on Saturday. Yep. And you have enough time to prepare for it. All right. I'm going to ask you both for your um your hangover avoidance tips in a second. Yep. But I'll go through what um what tends to help. All okay. right. Yep. And in fact, tell you what the the science around this is really interesting. There's one company in the States called Z-Biotic. If it was in Australia, it would be called Z-Biotic. Um, uh, and what, it's a product. It's like a little vial and it's a probiotic. And so you take it before you start drinking and the probiotic breaks down a byproduct of the alcohol um, di- digestive process. No way. And apparently it's like awesome. Like How come we don't have it here? I don't know. Mm. I just oh. don't know. But, yeah, it's incredible. So the science around this is, is fascinating. In fact, the yep. science around probiotics is fascinating. Like, we can engineer bacteria to do a lot of cool things. Anywho, the day of. The day of. So the, da- the day before, like the day of, the, 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 the night of drinking. Event. Let's say the B-Vents on Saturday. And okay. you know you have to work out on the Sunday? Is that 
Is that what we're going for no, here? No, no, no. We're, we're going. I'm going to have a big night. Yep. I just want to minimise the effects of the hangover. As oh, okay. So you're not actually working out yeah. at all. You are working out. The next day. The day of. So Saturday, Saturday night. You're working out oh, Saturday, so going out sat- Saturday. You're working out on Saturday. Yeah. And oh, that's fine. Yeah. It's all, all part of the pro- yep. all part of the B dub process. Yep. So again, that's what I call myself in my head. Um, uh, so the day, the day of Saturday, you're going out Saturday night. Train for strength. The reason I like this is because any excess calories you get may move towards you building a bit of mass from that session. You know, you're using those calories that you know are going to be in excess of your your daily intake. Yeah. Right? So you train, yep, that train makes for strength. Sense. You can go down the route of thrashing yourself and doing like a massive cardio session, but I, f- I find sometimes that just makes me tired later in yeah, the day. Yeah, you just mm. become a bit of a sopping mess. Absolutely. Party. Just tired and no, no fun at all. No. Train, train for strength. Have a bit of fun. Train for strength and get your protein in. Sometimes you'll finish if it's a day on a Saturday. You go, all right, I'm training at two. Mm. I've got this thing at four. Mm-hmm. And you get home and you're like, all right, I'll have this beer. No, Get your protein shake in Nailed and it. then have your beer because otherwise it could be for nothing. It's great, it's great advice. Great advice. Try and get, and I, I try and get a big meal in. Like I try and get yeah, because you're not going to be eating generally. Well, let's face it. Unless it's a kebab at 2, 2 a.m. Correct. <laughs> or like, uh, like an hors d'oeuvre or maybe like one nacho with a bit of, with a bit of dip or something. Yeah, yes. a little bit of cheese and bickies. So make sure you get some food in. So train for strength, get a bit of food in. Yeah. Also during the day, this is the theme of the podcast, hydrate. Hydrate. And hydrate with electrolytes. Prime. Yeah. Okay, Specifically so prime. I Drink prime. Oh, stop. Not, it's not even <laughs> subliminal, is it? That's just very direct. Okay. So mm. I, had, I had to train a friend uh, a few years ago. I used to laugh at him because every drink he'd have, he'd get order a vodka soda and he'd get a hydrolyte tablet and put it in the vodka soda. Wow. And now I'm thinking, that's genius. That's it is very pretty clever. smart. Every drink? Is it, can you have too many hydrolytes? I'm sure you can. You can always have too much of a good thing. Yeah. So maybe maybe not every drink, but it's a clever idea. It yeah. is. Because like, it's great that you're drinking water in between every drink. I think that's, that's essential. But as we've learned, if there's, not, if there's no minerals in the body to hold the water in your body, and we all know this, you break the seal and all you're doing is just going to the bathroom every five minutes. Yep. A little yeah. trick would be to, if you, you've gotten in the state of drinking a lot that night, set yourself a little challenge before bed. Skull a liter of water. Yeah. Skull a lot of water. I've done that before, and that you'll thank it, yourself. It, it helps. That that is for sure. Yeah. And by the way, I should should mention we're not doctors. No, and we're, um, <laughs> this, this is, is all. We're not curing your hangover. <laughs> all anecdotal advice. Don't take my word for it. Yes, um, I would say don't drink it all. Skip it. Well done. And drink prime instead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're begging for a sponsorship <laughs> a little right. bit too much I'm now. I'm hoping I should, I should mention the actual electrolyte that I'm taking that's actually really good. That can, yeah, yeah, don't worry. We'll, okay. we'll, 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 we'll reach out to them. So that day, train for strength. Hydrate during the day. Yep. Going into your drinking session. Make sure you get a big meal. Low GI carbohydrates. Balance out the blood sugar before you start drinking and then, um, then have a bit of fun. And then another tip. Um, try and stop drinking two hours before you go to bed. Which is hard sometimes, I understand, especially if, especially if you're having a good time. But if you're, you know, if you if you have a a Jaeger bomb at one a.m. and then you go to bed at one thirty, <coughs> yeah, that's that's going to be a hard. Good gonna, luck. That's going to be a There's tough Red Bull time. in a Jaeger bomb. There's no way <laughs> you're getting yes, to bed is. thirty minutes later. Learned that the hard way. 
So um, try and stop drinking well before bed. Um, and then, you know, if it, if it is 2 a.m. and you walk past a kebab station, the station, the, ke- the kebab stand. The kebab stand. Um, try and skip it. And try, oh, and have, try and have something at home. Now, do, would, would carbs, does, that, is there such a, does it absorb the alcohol? Is that, <laughs> is, that a, is that a lie? I don't think so. I think it helps um, uh, blood sugar What would you do if that's the only option of food? I have no food at home or there's this snack pack here with chips. I'll, I'll take the snack pack. Okay. Because I don't drink very often. If I was doing, if I was doing that every weekend, pass on the snack pack. Okay. Maybe. Yep. So that happens. You go to bed. You have a, a decent night's sleep. You wake up. Drink some water and then throughout the day move lightly. You know, we don't we don't need to thrash ourselves. We just need to keep the body moving. Motion is lotion, push that alcohol out. And that is my non expert advice for for a big night out to try and avoid. You got any hacks? You got any like go to, go to a cold body of wet, a large cold body of wet and dunk <laughs> your head in. That's it's good. But that's the, 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 main, mor- the morning of. The morning of. It's good. That'll that'll cold, fix you. Cold shower. And sauna if you have access to one. That would be great. Out. What about you, Mick? What, what's your... I'm probably a hydrolyte before I start drinking. It's good. A hydrolyte when I finished. Two Panadols and then a big cup of water. Try and sleep and then get up and go for a swim. It's that's, good. That's my routine. It's really if, nice. I haven't practised this a lot, have I? It sounds very organised and like very a, much you a routine. You being organised? <laughs> oh, Cora. Never thought that would happen. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my little hack. Doesn't work every time, but no, I, f- I feel like it depends on on where you are, what you drink. Yeah, and I think keeping to the same drink helps mm. big time. Have you ever played no repeats? Is that a different oh, drink? Is that like for every every yeah, hand? Yeah, that is the worst that's, hangover yeah. I have ever had. Couldn't it agree was more. Like Two days of being horizontal afterwards. Yeah. I can blame Matthew Kershaw for that one. It was, it was <laughs> disgusting. Things I've tried in the past, though, and again, please don't take this as advice. This is just infotainment. Um, I've tried charcoal because charcoal is all about absorbing toxins and because you don't digest it and then you, yeah. you flush it out. Turmeric, um, which I think helped a little bit. Um, that's about is this it. the day off or the day after? During. Oh, so, during. Yeah, t- take a charcoal tab. You just take wow. a little a spice bottle of turmeric out with <laughs> you. Take a little bump every now and, and then. then <laughs> <laughs> it's turmeric, I swear. Turmeric. Nah, um, tab- tablets of charcoal. I used to put them in my pocket and just very pop cool. them. Wow. I don't, to be honest, I don't think it helped at all. But hydration helps, um, and eating a decent amount of food. Sometimes I think it's the mindset as well. Mm. You go to bed. I'm not hungover. Mm-hmm. Keep telling yourself you're not going to be hungover. Mm-hmm. You wake up. You tell yourself the same thing. Mindset. Sometimes it's all about the mindset. I think there's something to that. Mm. And then on Monday you're back back on the game train, baby. You're back in the gym, back yeah. back on back on routine. That's done, dusted, put that in the past. Yes. And then move forward. That's it. Love it. <laughs> that's excellent. All right. That's it. That's us. Yeah. For the day. Do you want do you want to do one more plug for Prime? Um <laughs> no, not without no free, no more free promo. <laughs> that's, that's his limit. His his limit is but three. You know I'll do a good job if <laughs> The corporate dollar comes to find me. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, in the month of March, Jacob is going to do one push-up for every single subscriber that we get. So if you want to give him one more push-up, please subscribe or follow this podcast. It would help us out quite a bit. Anything else from you? No. Keep being your personal best. Good luck with the week. We'll see you in the next one. See you later. <laughs>